Welcome to this week's episode of the HC Hive, a podcast about all things HCI, UX, and grad school. We're now in Hershali, students in Georgia Tech's Human Computer Interaction Program. This episode marks the new spring semester and season three of the HC Hive. This time of year is job hunting season for HCI students who are seeking both internships and full-time work. So we are kickstarting our season with the apt topic of career fairs. All right, so this week, Interactivity, an annual HCI student showcase and career fair will be held remotely for the first time with Georgia Tech students. So to get us hyped up for the event, we'll be sharing stories about the good, bad, and the weird of career fairs. Today, we have Austin Pete, a member of the podcast team, joining us today. So I guess to get us started, since this episode is all about sharing stories, something I wanted to share when we were thinking about career fairs and this topic was, I remember in undergrad, one of, I think it was like my sophomore year, everyone like has to print out a bunch of different resumes in case like recruiters or potential employers ask for it when you walk up to their booth. And I probably printed out like 25 or 30 resumes just in case, but I didn't realize it after I printed it, that there was like something was happening to the printer. So it slightly changed the font of my resume. And when I passed it to this recruiter at this like marketing agency, because I was looking at marketing internships at the time, they commented and what on the resume saying like, oh, like this is like very like creative and like very design focused. I was thinking I probably use like whatever generic font there was. So I didn't really think anything of it until I looked closely at my resume that they were holding in their hands. And I saw that it was just straight up like eight bit fonts and it, it was completely unintentional and just really weird to think about now. But yeah, I guess we can just open up with that story. Wait, okay. I deeply question like the efficacy of this marketing firm if they like were, were down for this font and this I mean, resume. Like, maybe I'm being what? too confident, but I like wonder about this marketing firm because I didn't even get a call back. Like, you know, you can't comment on an 8-bit resume and like not follow up. Yeah, like if they didn't follow up, then mm, I feel like this is definitely for the hot takes bit. But like, I don't understand why companies follow up like that if they're not actually going to follow up with you after the career fair. Yeah. But yeah, that's an amazing <sighs> origin story for your design career now. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's that's what really um, started all, I think. Amazing. All right, Austin, do you like to have a weird or fun or crazy story to share with us about career fairs? I do. So when i i think i was in my freshman or sophomore year of undergrad and uh, i decided to go to the nesby conference and in the conference they have this section where there's a big career fair all these really large companies are there small companies companies of all sizes so i go up to this company and i'm like oh i'm really into the work you do i'm having conversation with the recruiter we have a great conversation i give them my resume and I walk away and go back through the career fair, doing my career fair things and just meeting people, talking to people, handing out cards and resumes. So I found that I found out later during the conference that there was a hackathon, signed up for the hackathon. And when I get there, I, I get placed on a team like we organize teams kind of at random, essentially. But I get placed on this team and the prompt of the, the hackathon is like so, social activism. I find out during the hackathon that I have a really incredible and talented teammate who this this website that pulls from Twitter's API and like 
gets tweets and tags them with locations so that people can like identify where marches and things like that are happening. We end up winning like first or second prize in the hackathon. And as I'm leaving the the talk for prizes and everything, one of the people from the table I went to, he walks up to me, hands me his card and just says, contact me. And then he walks away. <laughs> so I follow uh, I followed up with him, but he never got back to me, which is I don't know how to feel about that. But it was it was thrilling in the moment. <laughs> I feel like it's really sus that he was he just came up to you and was like, like let's touch base, like talk to me, and then left. Like that's kind of weird. Yeah, I'm I'm imagining like a man in like this top hat and trench coat taking out a business card and handing it to you and just like being very mysterious about it but I'm sensing a theme that I some employers like give you this like false hope or something and then they just don't follow up with you I think like well uh, well with career affairs it's always like there's so many people and few recruiters right like the, the proportion of like people attending the career fair as like students is always like so much higher than like the number of recruiters and so I feel like that makes it hard for you to be memorable and I and like also it's kind of weird that like he never followed up with you because I feel like a hackathon is like a place where you can really like exemplify your skills or like really stand out and like the fact that you won this hackathon um you know like I feel like that would have like I, I would imagine that would help you stand out so it's it's weird that like either he didn't remember you or you just didn't yeah, follow it was definitely up a like, weird experience I will say in that moment when he handed me his card, I felt like a secret agent, which is great. Um, also, I got like an Android watch out of it. So that kind of balanced the scales. You know? <laughs> Actually, yeah. Can we take a moment to talk about like all the stuff that you did at career fairs? I feel like that's like a whole culture on its own. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, that's definitely. Point. I remember like I had to go to career fairs basically every semester in undergrad. It was like you had to swipe your student ID And for some classes it was required or you got like bonus points or something. So they would track if you attended or not. And after a while, like after you realize how much like swag, I sound so old when I say that, (laughs) how much like company, like promo items, there's, there's still things I have still like hats, water bottles, pens. I remember like there was like a, it wasn't like the restaurant was hiring, but there's like a chain, like kind of like their corporate office was hiring like interns and they had like bottle openers, koozies. It's just wild, like how many things they hand out. I um, yeah. I, I would go to career fairs and just grab all of the merch and then bring it back to my dorm and just like hand it out to my friends. It would be like shirts and like notebooks. Notebooks were my favorite, personally. And then, yeah, it, mm-hmm. you would get such such weird items. Because to stand out, too, the companies had to keep innovating and, like, thinking, okay, what can we give to people to draw them to our table? Which is a whole weird dialogue in itself. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, like, um, that is an interesting point you brought up. Because we're all, like, as students, we try to kind of put our best foot forward and promote ourselves in a way to make ourselves stand out to these employers but then they also have to do it in a sense to like gather the attention of a lot of students to come to their booth and to talk to them or make their like internships or full-time jobs and the company attractive to students somehow too so i guess that like kind of begs the question of like how 
how do we create more like meaningful interactions in a career fair then, right? Like if there's a lot of students and there's also a lot of recruiters and everybody's trying to sort of like attract the other party, of, but like only a certain part of the other party, like how do you guys have any idea as to how to make like meaningful dialogue and discussion like in like the 30 seconds that you have with the recruiter that's a good question i guess off the top of my head like i realized as i got older and what had to like the more career fairs i went to it was really easy to get like more time with the recruiter if you happen to know someone who had worked at that company before so like if i knew friends that had internships there Mm -hmm. i would very shamelessly name drop (laughs) and mention that and then sometimes it works out like sometimes they know who I'm talking about sometimes they have no idea at all but then we would chat about that person um, how we know them how we relate it so I guess like something that's meaningful I think is some type of connection that's not necessarily related to the job or the company which sounds weird but like a different thing like commenting Mm -hmm. on I don't know the promo items on the table or some type of connection to like break the ice as opposed to just like immediately going into like a pitch of why you want to work for that company or like what makes you better than other people or whatever elevator pitch you want to share yeah I was gonna say something similar in in my own experience with career fairs I feel like the best conversations were the ones where I didn't come in thinking oh I'm I'm going for this job position. It was more so like, okay, I'm entering this conversation with this person. They want to get to know me on a more personal level before we even get to that place of talking about the job. So it's kind of weird because you, in some sense, you kind of have to forget about that pitch timing until you get to that point in the conversation, which it takes a lot Mm -hmm. of like nuance and like comfort and patience because you do want to have that meaningful and fulfilling conversation with them so that they remember you. Um, and understand that you're like a person outside of the scope, the job that you're kind of going for. And that that does make a difference in the long run because then at that point, you're you're starting to build a relationship with them beyond the confines of the career fair. I agree. I think like, hey, just to kind of piggyback off of that, I feel that it, when I have a meaningful conversation with somebody at a career fair like that, I feel like I'm more comfortable reaching out to them on LinkedIn or like emailing them, or, like, you know, like using their business card and actually contacting them. Because otherwise it feels very like random and like kind of like I just want something out of them or like they would think that I want something out of them. And so like that's why I'm connecting with them. And so I think the meaningful conversation really helps make a, make a more like meaningful connection that sort of outlasts that sort of like brief one minute period that I'm talking to this person. So I, I definitely agree. But also I feel like when talking to people at career fairs, it's like, I'm far more interested in like introducing myself as a person more than like my resume. Because I think in th- at the end of the day, they will have your resume either like in their hands or like in like some sort of repository where you've like uploaded your resume already. So like, I, I think the point of that discussion is to add something that isn't already on your resume, right? Like, I feel like, like you and your resume should complement each other and not be redundant. So just like being a person, I think is really valuable in that situation. Yeah, And I would also say to, to add to that, I feel like the one-on-one sessions or the feedback sessions were always the ones during career fairs that gave me the most opportunity to really lay out more about myself, which led to more conversation, which then could tie into that discussion of what's on my resume and kind of further Mm -hmm. going into that thing of complimenting each other between what I'm saying and what the resume is saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, so kind of still on the topic of career fairs, Hershala, like, what's the story you have? You kind of mentioned some examples just now, but do you have like a specific story in mind? Hmm. I have like, I, I feel like I've had like weird experiences at career fairs in general. Um, I think like part of it is that like as somebody in HCI and somebody who like has always pursued a career in user experience and like never pursued any other career. I've really struggled to like find my place at career fairs because most of the ones that I've attended have always been for like software engineering or even like business majors or like other types of engineering. So like I like interactivity to be honest is like the first HCI or like design and research UX oriented career event that I've really attended, which is really cool. And, and like I love that like interactivity exists for us then because like the recruiters know why you're there you know why you're there it's just like a more meaningful conversation but i know like in past career fair experiences like i've always had to ask recruiters or like people at like tables or booths if they know what my undergrad major was or like what user experiences or what human computer interaction is like i've always had to like ask a question to a recruiter and be like do you know what it is that i do and so I feel like that's that's been a general trend in my life of just addressing like the ignorance around or, or not the ignorance, but just the mystery around our field. I feel like that's such a prevalent thing. And I think it goes it, it goes back to like a much deeper thing in HCI and, and user experience is that like I think if you're in this career or in this field, you're signing up to be an educator for like the, your entirety for the entirety of your career. I think you will always be in a position where you're explaining to people what it is that you do and like what value you bring to the table. And so, I don't know, like there's there's always like these stories of like people have no idea what like cognitive science is or like what HCI is. And so that, that's like my experience. That's what I've been sort of struggling with for the past few years. <laughs> wow, that's that's a lot. I haven't, I hadn't even considered that before because then you, you have like a double pitch you have to do essentially. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like even before I introduce myself, I'm like, I'm a cognitive science major or I'm an HCI student. Like, do you know what that is? Like, let's start there. Yeah, that's like really tough. And it's and it's like you mentioned, it's great that Georgia Tech HCI has like interactivity. So it is a lot more focused. So at least we come in knowing that there are like UX related jobs and internships for us. And then employees come in and they know like, we have like the right backgrounds for those jobs too. Mm -hmm. um, it is interesting though, because as you were like sharing your story, I started thinking about like kind of what Austin just said, like with the like double pitch you have to do, but also just the nature of HCI itself is like, because it's so interdisciplinary and because sometimes what we can do and what we want to do doesn't necessarily match like the job description, even if it's like, even if it says like UX designer or UX researcher or UX engineer, any of those roles that we might go for, sometimes you read the job description or sometimes a recruiter and company representative might not know entirely the role or something mm -hmm. or like how we want it. Uh, so it's just like an interesting balance of sharing what you can do to like match what they're offering, but then also adding that this is what you can do on top of that. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like one thing, I, I guess this applies to all career fairs and, and positions, is that like you need to be able to articulate what you can do for an organization, right? If like, yeah, you can do design, but like, what does that mean for like a particular company or a particular organization? I feel like being able to like cater that message is, is really important. And I feel like in like as UX designers and engineers and researchers, like 
we like really need to know how to do that because like people have no idea what we do. Right. Yeah. It's um, yeah. It's just interesting because I've seen companies advertise, Oh, we're looking for like a creative technologist or like a interaction exhibitor. I don't know, like just an interesting combination of words. But then when you read the description, it's like you would be doing prototyping. You would be designing the UI for an interface. You would be conducting research. So it is interesting how like all of us tend to navigate this. Mm -hmm. I think it's like, I, I almost feel like we shouldn't even like be like, I want to do UX research or I want to do UX design. It's like, I want to design things in like things for your organization i want to design a better experience for your users and then like leave it to the recruiter to like figure out where you fit in, in that organization you know because like as, as a role people don't really know what ux research or ux design might be but then like if you tell them like what value you bring to the table i feel like they can kind of figure out where they would put you in their org that's an interesting point too because it almost calls the action that both the companies and the people attending career fairs become more educated about each other in all these different mm -hmm. ways because the roles do become so malleable in the way that they're defined and scoped out. But I really like what you said about kind of presenting what value you could bring to the to the companies through your specific skill set. Because that was actually a piece of advice I got from someone a while back was they were telling me you, if you can sell your skills, if you can flip the power dynamic between you and the company and end up asking them questions about like what they do or like how they do it and all this stuff, then in some sense, they become more interested in you as someone who can understand the intricacies of their business from the inside, mm -hmm. which is, yeah, that's just an interesting concept right there. I really like that. Hmm. Yeah. And I think too, going off of your point, Austin, like also embracing like maybe not necessarily the skills that you think the employer is looking for, but also like your differences and how that adds value too so things you can do that might not necessarily match or like seem typical for that role but like anything you can do to like contribute to their organization or to that team making sure that that's clear and like articulated it to them i think is also important but as at the end of the day very hard to fit within like a one to two minute conversation yeah I was, mm -hmm. I, that makes me think about how whenever I, someone would kind of give me guidance on making my resume, they would say, yeah, emphasize your skills and interest outside of the work you've done. But when it came to, to pitching, doing the elevator pitch or just talking to a recruiter, I feel like that's always the section that would side that, that, that would fall by the wayside. So it's definitely important mm. to highlight that in conversation because that's the point in which you can really shine and say like, this is what makes me unique. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like career fairs just have so many interesting like dynamics. <laughs> You know, like they're like weirdly high stress, but like kind of a slow burn stress <laughs> where you have to like kind of be chill and like talk to recruiters in like a amiable and like friendly way, but still be like on top of like your LinkedIn game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can be kind of stressful, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like career fair weeks during undergrad where there was like this level of tension because um, all the business students, we would like suit up and wear like business professional. We had our portfolios, but you could totally tell like there was like a different air to it because mm -hmm. I think there's a level of like, I think it's inevitable, but there is a level of like competitiveness because you know that the companies you want to work for, they're talking to so many different students. So like you want to stand out, but then you and your friends might be going for the same roles and the same 
things and then it's just it gets very stressful just like the slow burn you were talking about like you feel very antsy and like you're walking around the career fair like trying to look at where these booths where these companies are but then once you get there you kind of have to wait for your turn so there's and then that wait could be like super long it could be very short and then sometimes you wait for a while and then the the conversation so short or like maybe you didn't not necessarily say the right things but you didn't say anything that like really stood out or you said something that didn't really like resonate with who you were talking to so then it's like okay like yeah we're not really looking right now or something else and then it's like wow I really you feel like maybe you wasted some time there you could have been talking to other people or something it's just such an interesting dynamic someone could do a whole research study on career fairs <laughs> that'd be fun maybe we should do that yeah. I, I keep <laughs> listening to y'all talk about this it has me thinking about the different structuring of career fairs because we have like I feel like traditional career fairs I think about people going to the companies and pitching but then with interactivity it's like companies are coming to the students the students are still pitching but yeah it, it's a shift in how in that movement and um mm -hmm. now i'm just thinking like what if there's a career fair where everything was randomized and like in a sense not not completely random but what if you were kind of essentially like thrown into a room based on the interests and the the skills that companies are looking for and we just got to walk around and this is of course like post covid but yeah you just walk around and you like talk to people you're forced to talk to people because you have to figure out okay who's who's the match for my company in this room <laughs> yeah. yeah i think like I, I think interactivity is actually actually like a really interesting career like fair experience because like you're right like the script is flipped where we are like standing around or you know kind of in one place and the recruiters kind of hop around um and, and they're the ones kind of like shopping around yeah it definitely leads to a very interesting dynamic uh yeah i don't know now like how do you how do you feel about like standing at a poster because like <laughs> at last interactivity when, when we were in person we did like a poster session where all the students had like a poster of themselves and like recruiters would come up and, and talk to us or that was like the idea of it now do you like have any thoughts on that yeah I think that's a really good point Austin that you brought up because interactivity was like the first career fair I went to that was like that that wasn't the typical or traditional career fair in the sense that I was expecting that we would be like walking up to companies and like waiting and like trying to perfect our pitch and everything but it was so interesting to like navigate the opposite interaction but it was just interesting because so at interactivity last year this year of course the virtual format is slightly different which we can get into later but you had the option to create a poster like Harshali mentioned and the posters felt very like science fair type of deal where um, not like a trifle in that sense but you could make like a 24 by 36 poster you could put whatever you want on it whether it's like projects that you've been working on or worked on previously roles you're looking for really just anything to like make yourself stand out and then you also had this chance which you do this year too to make a video about yourself but the video was like like it was just so interesting because like we had this like resume book where as people are playing their videos you could see recruiters and employers in the audience like marking like oh like marking pages kind of seeming like oh I want to talk to this person or like I, it was just so interesting to see it flips but I don't know I think my thoughts on it like the the poster was a little weird 
because there's no guarantee that you would that like employers would come up to you not that they have to but then you start wondering like what's wrong with my poster (laughs) or like what's wrong with and that's like there was like a lot of emphasis too like what projects do you put on there especially as a first year like what if you haven't had a chance to put a lot of projects on there and I just Mm -hmm. remember like I made the mistake that So I was really interested in like design classes at Georgia Tech, especially like physical design and like industrial design focused classes. So a lot of my projects on my poster were design focused, but I was looking for UX research internships (laughs) and UX like writing internships last year. And I just remembered like for the few recruiters that did come up to my poster, they asked a lot about those projects. And I was just like, I really messed this up. (laughs) Like putting your, like just going back to like, how we articulate our experiences to what we want to do and how we can contribute to a company. It's like suddenly it's dwindled down to this poster, this like 26 by 30 or 24 by 36 piece of paper basically. And oh, also what's really weird. I feel like I'm going on a tangent now, but it's just a weird feeling because you're on like full display almost. And people Mm -hmm. would like look at your poster and like kind of like nod and then like keep walking so then you feel like oh man like should I have said hi would they have talked to me then (laughs) yeah Hmm. that's something I don't have any experience with interactivity so that's interesting to hear about that dynamic yeah I can I can only imagine how how many thoughts are running through students heads (laughs) other students heads at that point like you're saying you have to consider the aspect of presentation but then there's also like Essentially, like this human relations, uh, <laughs> like, and like in some sense service because you have to understand the skills you're bringing. But it's such a weird thing because I feel like oftentimes students do all this work to reach out, but it's like you don't necessarily know how to reach out in the ways that are that are really going to spark that connection. And time is such it's such a fickle thing during during career fairs, like. Mm-hmm. You're, we're told we're only going to have like 30 seconds to a minute. So we're all prepping and getting ready for these bursts of interaction. But then you're so caught up in the bursts of interaction that you kind of silo yourself into specific conversations. When time and time again, I've been told like, that's not how you get a job. That's not how you effectively build a relationship with someone and potentially get an opportunity moving forward. Now you said something earlier that was I found really significant. You said you started mentioning the names of people who worked at these companies. I think that's also pretty big because that's how a lot of people get their foot in the door at these companies is either recommendations or they have some sort of submission process and you mention somebody's name. I think it's just big because at some point you have to figure out how to bridge that gap between companies and potential employees or something along those lines. Cool. Yeah. So we also kind of threw out kind of a submission form to our fellow HCI students to hear kind of their stories and if they had any weird experiences of their own. So we got a few submissions about career fairs from from our peers. Austin, do you want to share some of those? So I'll be reading a bad experience, um, unfortunately, but also (laughs) it's, it's a great life lesson. So here it goes. One time I went to another department's career fair because there was one company that made products related to what I was interested in at the time. I walked into the career fair hall and looked up to see the line for the company's booth, which was on the second floor. It was a popular company, so I understood and braced myself for a short wait. 
I tried to figure out where the line ended and eventually realized it wrapped around the entire circumference of the second floor and even went down the stairs to the first floor. I told myself it would probably go fast. How long could a 30 second chat take? But it ended up taking two hours. The worst part was that halfway through, I wanted to step out of line, but because I had felt like I had already suck, <laughs> sunk one hour in, I couldn't put the time to waste. So I miserably stayed in the line. How do y'all feel about that? Um, yeah. <laughs> It makes me That's sad. like really painful to just like I feel the pain. <laughs> so, <laughs> the pain um, you read that. <laughs> oh man, I feel like I've definitely been in that place where I'm like, I've spent so long here that I I can't give up now. But also, this is meaningless. <laughs> yeah, I I have been in a similar situation at a career fair. Definitely not the whole like as long as two hours which is fortunate in this case but definitely like probably about maybe half an hour to talk to this company that I really wanted but just in line I'm just like because you don't really at least in my experience you don't really talk to the other people that are in line with you I think everyone's like kind of working the pitch in their heads or like just kind of keeping to themselves but I would just I remember just contemplating life <laughs> like, do I like, did I really want to work at this company? Do I really want to want this role? Should I just leave this line? But then by the time that like, because it just gradually moved, I just gradually moved closer to the front of the line. So by the time that I kind of finished thinking and having all those thoughts, I was like at the front and I was like, might as well stay because it would look weird if I like got to the front and just left. Yeah, I definitely feel like I, I think going back to like the power dynamics, I guess. I feel like career fairs really assume that students will like just spend all this time like waiting in lines, right? Like if you really think about like how much time at a career fair is spent talking to recruiters or talking to companies versus waiting, right? Like there's so much waiting at career fairs for like, just like for something that I, I don't know if it's really worth it. And I feel that assumes that students have all this time, which like I assure you we don't, you know? <laughs> And like, I feel like that is kind of an unfair dynamic. So I think in, in interactivity, I, again, like that's a good tool to kind of like flip where we aren't really wasting our time or maybe not wasting our time in the same way. So it is interesting to think about. Yeah. And another thing is like, because you mentioned like students don't have the time. A lot of times with these career fairs, you had to figure out when you can go because you still have to go to class and you still have meetings yeah. you still have like club group like club meetings or just different events that you want to go to it really is like it is such like an, an intervention in your life honestly like a not intervention like a an interruption I mean that and you have to like plan for it too because it's not just like you can mm -hmm. you can't really just like kind of like show up like you gotta like print out the resumes you gotta think about what you're gonna say or who you're gonna talk to you gotta figure out like who which companies are there and all that stuff so it's just, I feel like there's a lot of time and effort being put in place, but maybe you're not getting the same benefits back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Like you were saying now, like you have to do so much preparation because I remember going to career fairs. I would be like, all right, I got to get like my suit clean. I got to like get a haircut. I got to make sure I eat. And then somewhere in between, I have to get a snack because I know I'm going to be here for like two hours. And if I get hangry, I'm not going to be able to pitch. Uh, so like it's all these things and then you still have to think about class and if you're working you got to think about work and all of these mm -hmm. other things so it's just a lot of juggling so yeah this uh this next story we have is a weird one and honestly my heart goes out <laughs> because 
you're a fighter. You're a fighter. Um, so here we go. One time at a career fair, my feet almost went numb from wearing a really uncomfortable pair of heels. I had been waiting in line for 30 minutes, so I had to continually shift my weight from one foot to the, to the other because it was starting to feel like I was stepping on pins and needles. I think the heavens finally opened up because within the time frame of debating whether losing my toes was worth a job, I somehow made it to the front of the line. I distinctly remember putting on an Emmy Award winning performance as I smiled through my elevator pitch, all while, while feeling like my toes and feet were about to fall off. Shout out to you. Amazing. Again, like waiting in that line is so difficult. <laughs> it's, it's really like, yeah. like you got to balance the scales or just step off because it's, it's, it's trying. It's very trying. Well, evidently you got to balance your body <laughs> as well. Yeah, that's something to think about oh, too, is like, what shoes are you wearing? Because mm -hmm. that's a lot of walking at career fairs, not only during the career fair, but like to and from the career fair. Yes. Career fairs are weirdly physically <laughs> taxing, which like, I, I don't know why, or like they, ha like, they have no right to be, I feel. <laughs> but, but like, I will say that like, also as somebody who like grew up in Silicon Valley, I think like career fairs, especially in, in like the tech industry, like, the optics are a little confusing sometimes. Like you don't really know how to dress or what kind of vibe you want to give off because I don't think you can really go to a tech career fair like all suited up. Like I feel like sometimes like recruiters will be in like t-shirts and like polos or whatever, you know? So like they're in like in, in jeans and then you're in like a full on suit. Like that doesn't really work, but then you still have to look good. And I feel like there's a lot of like optics in career fairs, which I think is also like somewhat unfair and inequitable but it's kind of like inevitable in some sense. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think too, just like, just like what, yeah, like what is the, um, what is it called? Dress code, you know? And cause mm -hmm. even, cause it's, it's interesting. Cause even like interviewing or like, wh why is the, why is the norm like to wear a suit <laughs> when like so many companies are like very casual now? I do remember my freshman year, I was like so nervous for the, for like my first career fair. And I like, kind of like what Austin was saying, like I got my suit prepped, like it was clean. I did my hair, like all that stuff. And then realized that what I thought was an all black suit was actually a black jacket with Navy pants. <laughs> and I, and just like the whole time I was just, I could not stop thinking about it. Um, so first year I wore Blavy, second year. <laughs> Eight bit font resume. <laughs> Third year, I accidentally stayed too long because of the waiting and had to skip class. I feel like these are fourth year. I was yeah. Fourth year, I was chill because I wasn't really like going into it thinking like I was going to get anything. But yeah, so <laughs> I guess with like the time we have left, as we're kind of wrapping up here, it's time for our favorite question of every episode. We kind of maybe had a few of these already, but what are your guys's hot takes about career fairs? Austin, would you like to start us off? Yeah, it's funny because we already kind of touched on it um, <laughs> and I wasn't expecting us to, but my hot take, career fairs are only for the merch. Mm. Wow, say more. <laughs> I mean, we, I feel like we kind of got into it earlier, you know? At some point, I, I'm not gonna lie, I lost faith in career fairs because I wasn't getting opportunities from them. So I would still go, I would still talk to people because I just enjoyed it. But 
I would go because there was cool merch and I wanted to see like, okay, what is a company offering this year around that they didn't offer last year? And usually they're pretty like useful items, which is why I kept going back. Ooh, my hot take is like kind of is like based off of that. I think like really agreeing with you, Austin, like, I don't know if career fairs are really worth it. <laughs> you know, like there's, uh, as we mentioned, like you're waiting in line for hours to talk to someone for maybe 30 seconds a minute. And like, who knows where that discussion will go. And like, if you'll form a meaningful conversation or like connection. And then like, if it's like a big company, they probably won't even remember you. So I think like career fairs are important in that like, they expose you to different companies and different organizations. But I also think like as an attendee, I feel like there's value in just thinking about what am I getting out of this versus like what I'm putting into it and what is the return on investment here? Because time is like the most valuable resource you have. And so I think you're better off spending that time doing more like focused career steps, you know, like working your connections, working LinkedIn and whatever. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like career fairs, you just go, you have fun, you meet some people and, and then and then you come back with the whole bunch of t-shirts. <laughs> That's my hot take. Yeah, definitely. I think um, what you mentioned about like you, the kind of like the return on investment, I feel like at some point, even adding more effort and adding more time, like continuing to wait, there won't be any return. Like there's diminishing returns on that. Like it will plateau and you're not going to get more out of it than the products, promotional products you pick up, I guess. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess my hot take is maybe it's not a hot take. Maybe how career fairs exist not necessarily now because like all of them are pretty much virtual, but before, like, I think we need to move away from that like traditional career fair because mm -hmm. the power dynamics are so weird and there's a lot of like inequity when you really think about it and like who gets the attention mm -hmm. and who doesn't get it, the attention. And it really like favors, I guess, like people who are very outspoken or very comfortable talking to people they don't know and everything like that. And it just like doesn't really have a lot of like ways for you to have meaningful connections. I don't really know mm -hmm. like what the alternative is, but I just feel like now with, we talked about this earlier, but like we have LinkedIn, we have a lot of different job portals where you can upload like a profile and then like recruits can reach out to you that way. I just feel like career fairs haven't really adapted to how people look for jobs and how people contact people at companies, I guess. Cause it, I feel like before it was like, you could walk into a career fair and like you could get a job out of it. But now it's like you could sometimes, oh, this is my hot take. Career fairs might just be a marketing event for companies. Mm. Ooh, That's a hot take. <laughs> like, I, mean, you, I mean, if you just think about it, like, of course, they're like, they say like, oh, yeah, like our company is so competitive. We only hire like one or two people. So then everyone's like, oh, my gosh. And then you have like these, the swag and something that's really enticing for you to come to their booth. Wow. And then. You put all this time and effort, but I don't know, depending on how you do it, like students might not be loyal customers. And that's <laughs> all I have to say. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, man. Also, it makes me think about like, you know, they say, yeah, we're looking for one to two positions. I never thought about how many other career fairs are going on, like <laughs> pitching for the same positions. That's a lot. That Like it's a lot of visibility for the company for one, but also like it's a lot of people coming to that one company. And also if you... Even if you have a bad experience with a company at a career fair, like you complain about it, like us complaining about it with other people, that's again, like just word of mouth marketing. People will think about that company in that sense and maybe they'll experience for themselves. This is honestly, what an amazing tactic on the company's part. <laughs> wow. I think we have a lot of code. 
I have yeah, never I thought of the code. <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe that's like that's what we need to think of like the new generation of career fairs, like how we want to rethink career fairs, right? Like how do we make it a marketing pitch for students or like for candidates rather than companies, right? Like how do we flip the script? Mm -hmm. mm. Let's disrupt mm. the industry of career fairs. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's be career fair influencers. <laughs> yes, the three of us. It's not a whole new industry within the industry. <laughs> <laughs> all right well we are i think we have saturated this actually i don't think we've saturated this topic i think we all have a lot more to say but uh let's go ahead and wind down this episode of the hc hive so thank you so much austin for joining us this was a fun little podcast team kind of conversation so it was really fun yeah, having thanks you for having me. this is uh this is really enjoyable also like i've never gotten to vent about career fairs in this way so thanks for the opportunity <laughs> Of course. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Austin. I think all three of us haven't really had the opportunity to vent about our experiences on this topic. So this was really great that we had this chance to do that. And to all of our listeners out there, tune in next week for an episode where we discuss all things related to elevator pitches and talking to recruiters. Because if you know, you know. And if you don't, yikes. 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 This week we're featuring music by Evan. This track is called We Saw Snow. And if you like what you hear, make sure to check out Evan on SoundCloud. Find the details in the episode description. Well, here it is. We Saw Snow. I'm a big